All right, good morning and welcome to Black Consumer News of Arkansas Radio. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us here on KABF 88.3, The Voice of the People. Are you a people, Wesley? I think I am. <laughs> Are you, you think you're one? Mm-hmm. All righty. Again, welcome to this week's edition of BCN Headlines. The big news this week at BlackConsumerNews.com and across the nation has been the 100th year commemoration of the Tulsa massacre. Uh Uh, President Biden on Tuesday became the first president uh, to visit Oklahoma and mark the anniversary of the 1921 bombing of the nation's most uh, prosperous black business and entertainment district that was destroyed uh, Uh by a bombing of... uh, White people. Okay. <laughs> right? I mean, that's the bottom line. We'll talk okay. about that bottom line. I know a lot of times we, we talk about the mobs and that sort of thing, but it was it was really white people against black people. Prosperous mm-hmm. black people. Prosperous black, black people. Black Wall Street, that's what it was called. And we had black Wall Streets all over this country. We had black progression all over this country, especially post-slavery, uh, and especially uh, of people that had been enslaved for so hundreds and hundreds of years and to come out of what they did and doing the enormous prosperous things like you said Wesley that they were doing around the country we actually just got off the phone with the interview with uh Deneen Brown who is the Washington Post reporter who is doing uh, the red uh, summer uh, documentary that's that will be on National Geographic on June 18th. 18th. Yes. So be sure to put that on your calendar to watch. We and also we will have a story on her on Sunday mm-hmm. in Black Consumer News. Absolutely. Yeah, June 18th, which is the week of Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things going on with that as well, and commemorating and remembering, um, and and it's really you know kind of daunting, Wesley. To think that, you know, even after 100 years, we're still having to extract the truths around that massacre. And the massacres and red summers around this country mm-hmm. continue to have to do that. But, you know, if there's a so-called, quote-unquote, good thing, you know, I think people should, you know, hone in on the fact of this history of what our ancestors have had to go through and use those experiences really to help elevate us continually through today because we have to remember this is not a quote unquote celebration is a commemoration saying that this these things did happen mm-hmm. however we have to look closely and study closely and why did they happen and for these sort of stuff things never to happen again Amen. Amen. Ab- absolutely so we are going to talk about an arkansas institution that was founded um 28 128 years ago um um uh, with our guest, um, Derek Lewis. He's going to share with us the latest news on the Arkansas Medical, Dental, and Pharmaceutical Association Foundation uh, that was founded in 1893 right here in Little Rock, Arkansas. The, own, mm-hmm. uh, the oldest uh, trade association in the state of Arkansas, Black Trade Association in the state of one of the oldest trade, trade associations just among any in the state of Arkansas. But they, as we know, that black uh, had to start their own organization to mm-hmm. advocate for each other. Uh, the same thing in the, in the real estate community, mm-hmm. whatever you think of, whether it was medical uh, community or the pharmaceutical dinner community, those trade groups such as the, the Chambers of Commerce and the, the National, real, uh, National Association of Realtors, uh, uh, the National 
uh, Medical Association, they didn't advocate for black people, so we had to start our own groups to advocate and, and write laws and get things in legislation that benefited us. And a lot of times that fight is still ongoing. There's a, even in my, in, in my uh, a profession in, in the, uh, journalism, a society of professional journalists haven't advocated the way they should on the issues of today regarding lack of diversity in, in, the, in the media and lack of diversity uh, in uh, newspaper, TV, and whatever kind of media that's out there. Absolutely. I also want to thank our guest, uh, Vice President of the Dunbar Historic Neighborhood Association, Deidre Jones, is here with us today. Good morning. Good morning, Angel. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. And Deidre is also a, a big part of planning the event, uh, honoring uh, Dr. G. Thornton that's coming up, and we'll be talking mm -hmm. to Derek much more about that um, um, as we go into the latter part of our show, Wesley. Uh, and so again, these are just a few of the important stories that are, uh, are that uh, BCN uh, News is covering, which is your very own digital news platform that offers our readers and listeners the top headlines and stories um, as Black-owned uh, multimedia platform. We want you to go on and like our Facebook page, our Twitter, follow, follow us on Twitter, um, also, make sure that you read and make Black Consumer News your daily read. I think we got some great stories out there, Wesley. Yeah, we're going to talk about some of them. Yes, we're going to be talking about them, as we always do on our headline stories uh, here on Black Consumer News. And also, don't forget the morning brew. Yeah. That's every <laughs> Monday. Sign up and get it in your uh, inbox, our newsletter that comes out every Monday that captures all the big stories affecting Black consumers in Arkansas and across the nation every Monday. Morning brew. Drink it with your coffee. Drink it with your coffee or your tea. Uh, okay. How you know, ask me. Okay, that's another life. Anyway, let's let's come back this way, okay? Hey, Wesley, I want us to start off talking did about... Did you introduce yourself? Did I introduce myself? Yeah. No. Yeah, you know what? And I didn't introduce you. As, I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah, so you know, right? On hey, I'm Angel. Angel Bird. I am the uh, Chief Executive Officer for Black Consumer News, mm. and we're here every Friday from 11 to 12. And my co host, Mr. Wesley Brown, who's mm. the chief editor over at the Daily Record and CEO and editor of the Black Consumer News as well. So, mm -hmm. um, if you're reading about it, if you know about it, Wesley probably has been a part of it. And um, we're just so very elated and proud of Wesley and proud of all the work that he does and continues to do. And really, information, the right information. We talked about this earlier year two, Wesley, how, you know, stories about black people uh, in, in, in history and in past times and don't know about this time, but we'll talk about that in a later time. Um, you know, things that haven't been told in truths mm -hmm. and, and, and information is our history. Like the mm -hmm. Tulsa massacre that we were talking about, uh, uh, the, the original stories for the paper that I started at the Tulsa World. Uh, I was the first black reporter at, uh, on staff at the Tulsa World. The, the predecessor to the Tulsa World, which was merged, the Tulsa Tribune, wrote the headlines back in 1921 that started uh, the Tulsa Massacre. And afterward, uh, in the reports of it, they reported there was only nine people killed. Mm -hmm. But we know now, as they begin to excavate those graves uh, uh, that, that they covered up, that that uh, the the history will tell you that there was probably between 300 and 500 black people that were killed instantly because of Black Wall Street and the prosperity. It, it actually, if you have ever lived in Tulsa at that time, 
it's split by the Arkansas River on the right. you have North Tulsa on one side, uh, uh, and similar to what's in Little Rock, you got North Little Rock on one side and Little Rock. Same thing in Tulsa where the Arkansas River runs through it, right. and that North side, which was mostly black, all black, was more prosperous. Of course, mm-hmm. and, and again, we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking a lot about that. Mm-hmm. I think we have Derek on the line. Derek, are you there? Hello. Maybe yeah. I lost him. Okay. Hey, Derek, thank you so much for um, joining us. Um, Derek is the executive director of AMDPA, the Arkansas Medical Dental and Pharmaceutical Association. And we're going to be talking to him in just a moment more about the AMDPA and, and what they're doing here in the Arkansas Little Rock area and around Arkansas as well. And then, of course, our, our big um, celebration ceremony for the historical marker for Dr. Um, John G. Thornton. But before we get started with all that, again, welcome, Derek. Let me just welcome you again because <laughs> I'm moving Glad fast this morning. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. Um, and and um, let me just say to both of our guests, Deidre and Derek, please feel free to chime in mm-hmm. um, to any of our headline stories um, with your comments or, or questions even, and uh, we certainly will appreciate it. And for our listening audience, for you as well, if you want to chime in or have a question, please feel free to call us here at 501-433-0088. So, um, Wes, I do want to start off by talking about um, the Black Restaurant Week, the No Crom Left Behind. Mm-hmm. And they came here to Arkansas, and that's a group that is really out of, I think maybe the... the um, out of Houston. Yeah, the Houston area, Texas area. And um, that... Um, uh, event that they that, that they're hosting where they're going around the country highlighting black restaurants mm-hmm. and um, uh, and then giving them some positive exposure I think is absolutely wonderful and they did it also during COVID that mm-hmm. was amazing that was an amazing thing that they were doing as well want to send a big shout out to one of our new writers Miss mm-hmm. uh, Mecca Hennett am I saying that right that's right I got it right mm-hmm. I hope Mecca is listening she actually wrote this story and you can um, follow the story or read the story, I should say, on blackconsumernews.com. But but getting back to that, Wes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the No Crumbs Left Behind campaign is a national campaign to highlight black uh, restaurants all across the nation. They go from, from city to city. They, they promote uh, restaurants uh, uh, in, in, uh, all across the United States. They, their campaign in the, the Arkansas region uh, Tennessee, I think Oklahoma, and some other states in the south south uh, east region uh, ended at the end of May, and several Arkansas uh, black-owned restaurants, food uh, trucks, uh, uh, caterers were highlighted in in their campaign. One that Mecca wrote about. There's a, a buns by Rod Rod uh, in uh, Sherwood. Yeah, yeah, he he does bun bun cakes. Uh, and uh, he delivers and he does all counts. He has about 30 different variety of uh, what we call pound type cakes. Wow. Uh, so, and, and, and it's interesting too with Rod um, um, in that article that uh, not only you know did it bring business to him, 
but it kind of it bought business to him nationally. He actually ended up doing his first order to Tennessee. Right. So that was a I thought that was a great thing. And again, looking at you know going back to uh, actually tying this into the Green Book mm-hmm. and knowing where the black businesses are around the country, mm-hmm. you know, with them with their publication with the. Um, Mm-hmm. With the uh, the showcase that they do, they also list all of these restaurants on their websites, right. so people are able to find so, them. So, like if you're traveling, you can go to their website, and if you want to go to a black-owned restaurant, you can uh, discover that uh, and actually find it by GPS by going on their their website, kind of. A, so, it's a great way to not only do they promote it on their website, but they uh, it allows you if you're traveling and you know a lot of people ready to travel after being in they COVID. Are. So uh, it'll be a good opportunity for you to go out and do that. And that is Black mm-hmm. Restaurant Week. That is the name of the website, Black Restaurant Week. And um, dot yeah, com. dot com. Thank you. Don't forget dot com because <laughs> you won't be able to get there without it, right? So I think right now they're like in up on the East Coast someplace. But again, because of the COVID, they were still able to go to like 670 different restaurants. And I'm just like, that is an enormous feat. And I know that a lot of black businesses that have been suffering through COVID have been able to appreciate that. But I don't that. know if, 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 uh, if, if you are or Derek is a, a foodie, but I'm a foodie. I love the I, cook. I definitely am a foodie. No, nah, no, nah, I'm a foodie. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, I just knew from, from hey, their voices. I knew they were. I'm too much of a foodie. <laughs> I, I can trump them on that. I used to actually own a restaurant, right? So I can really appreciate the idea. I can't tell you enough how how it is um, such a great idea to highlight these restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, in my restaurant days um, here locally, there was a, an article done about the restaurant mm-hmm. and we had business well into six months into a year from that from that from that article in wow. the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was it was a great article. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people come when they get ready. But the uh, in the restaurant business, well, you know, they can say that's one of the hardest business to to, 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 to and, thrive. And you're so, seeing so, that now with, yeah. with as we reopen. Uh, so, Derek, what if what is what is what is your cuisine? What do you like? Well, honestly, I like cooking. So okay, I, I like all sides. So, so, cooking and travel for me goes together. If I, I travel to a place, I try to get some authentic meal, particularly mm-hmm. uh, out of the country. But uh, I'm a I love Jamaican food. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, obviously, I'm a Southern boy, so love Southern food. But um, you you really can't miss me with food, honestly. But Deidre, Deidre, how about you? What's what 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 do you? Oh man, uh, that's a good question. I, I like all kinds of food, um, but I like to cook as well. So mm, I, me too. I, I tend to f- do like a fusion thing. I think you know I've cooked for Angel before, so what I do is I take. She's a wonderful cook. I take. Uh, yeah, about to cook for Angel. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right, Derek? To, did you hear that, Derek? Did she's you hear a foodie. That? She's a foodie. So I kind of just take things from where I, I travel all over the world and kind of fuse it. Like if I have a southern dish, then I'll take something from you know that I've learned from another country and kind of infuse it mm. into that dish. So I love to experiment. I, I really don't have a particular favorite food. I love it all: Indian, Thai. 
uh, Japanese, um, Italian. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with her. All kinds. And, I'm, I'm and, with her and wherever she's wherever she's traveling to next. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, hi, Derek. And yeah. and definitely, um, Deidre has a very unique palette. She's she's lived in Germany for like the last 20, 25 years. So yes. you definitely know a lot of culture and different types of foods. Yeah, very 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 blessed uh, to have that. The food is such a. Um, uh, for particular black community, it's, it's our meeting place. Yeah, Absolutely. Is. Yeah, and yeah. so we, we, we will we will find a reason to eat, dance. <laughs> Every chance we get. Yeah, my, if, if you go to my mom's house down in Hope and you don't eat, she's offended. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I was just in, uh, uh, I was staying at the Double Tree. Uh, I think I was in town last week. Yeah, last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was went to the restaurant just to get some orange juice. And it was a, a seasoned black woman, and she said, "You're not gonna eat, baby." I said, "No, man." I just, <laughs> I just said, "Oh, no, no, no! It just takes a second for you to eat." And she started pulling out the. To- I'm gonna make you a to-go plate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm a deacon, so I know about that to-go to-go plate. So. <laughs> Mm. Absolutely, you know, food for the soul and then food for the heart. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's for sure. And you're right, Derek. You can't go any place in the South without taking a plate or making sure that you eat something. It, it can be offensive. Mm-hmm. It's it's Absolutely. our it's our love language, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but many cultures have that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, particularly Italian. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it, it just really is a thing. But I think that we have uh, kind of mastered that whole thing. So. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We're masters, that's yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're definitely uh, great cooks from way, way back and continued great cooks, that's for sure. Hey, I have a question. Okay. Have you guys been to the exhibition at the Mosaic Templars, uh, the Green Book that's exhibition? What, that's what she, she was talking about. Uh, that That's a... Uh, you need to go to Black Consumer News and read the story okay. that we just posted on that uh, the Green Book exhibit. It will be at the Mosaic Templars uh, through the end, mm-hmm. uh, through early August, uh, mm-hmm. and we all know the the, the Green Book uh, uh, is a, uh, was was created by a, it was a travel guide. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a former postal worker created yes. it. Yes, and he created it because because uh, we you know we couldn't go to the to the restaurants, we couldn't go yes. to the hotels, yes. we couldn't. Uh, so he created that travel guide so that when we traveled, we had places that where we could go. Hugo Victor Green was there his yes. name. Yes, yes. So you, mm-hmm. yes. you printed the article out. That's <laughs> wise. But Arkansas wasn't added to the to the uh, edition until much later. I guess what am I thinking? Mm-hmm. I hope I'm correct in saying forties, twenties, twenties or forty. Which one? Yeah, it, it was a le- later. Yeah, it was later. So I would I would say forties, but mm-hmm. it was such a beautiful. Well, it is such a beautiful exhibition, and I just want to piggyback off of what you were saying about the uh, the rest of the black restaurants. You can go to the website and pick. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think it was a great idea for them to to kind of piggyback off of the Green Book and 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 mm-hmm. make that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it's a great idea. Yeah, uh, and in our story on that, we've got some. Uh, actually, we we. Uh, uh, the Mosey Temple is part of the Arkansas Tourism Department now, mm-hmm. and they did a, 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 a several great pictures. We have those pictures on our website. Go and check out our story. And, Absolutely, and we're very proud to have that um, since, since Smithsonian Institution Institution Travel Institution 
traveling exhibit mm-hmm. because we are yeah. one out of three that actually that that exhibit is going to be um, in the museum for. Right, right. Wow. So that's huge. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, and I think we as black people we really should go and support that. Uh, it's going to be here to August, so we don't have any excuse not to get out and go check it out. That's uh, right. It's free. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you you have to pay for. And you mm-hmm. know, uh, I mean, I can even remember going back to my days going to the the National Baptist Convention and uh, in the state convention where we had to, and y'all know this, we had to, we couldn't stay in the hotel, so we stayed in somebody's house. Yes. yes. And and we and we had to, uh, uh, and but but that was a great way for us to get to know people, you know. Right. Uh, so, so those are our traditions that that we have that that we should keep alive. Yeah, I like to quote here something that uh, the director uh, Key uh, over at Mosaic Templar says. She said, um, "This is was given black people uh, um, the experience uh, on the road um, to have a sense of freedom." Um, with a sense of a little more safety because we had to know the safe places to go mm-hmm. where we could travel to without uh, incident, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. uh, without being threatened or, uh, or um, you know, harmed in any type of way. And again, to be able to travel and to uh, feel welcome because, um, because there was a guide, mm-hmm. literally guiding them in the right direction on, on where to go. We can't even imagine that now, but I think yeah. it is important to recognize that, you know, that that's, some, that's a way that people had to live. And, mm-hmm. you know, though it was unfortunate, uh, they knew what they had to do to make sure that uh, they were in the right place. And mm-hmm. this green book, Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to Mr. Hughes, um, Mr. Victor um, uh, Green mm-hmm. uh, was able to put this book together for us. Yeah, it's a great piece of history. Mm-hmm. Get out and check it out. Uh, they're going to have it, uh, like I said, it'll be open throughout the summer. So get out and check it out. Yeah. Absolutely. The yep. Green Book down at Mosaic right here in our fair City. So again, like Wes says, we don't have any excuse. One other thing that I thought was wonderful about this is mm-hmm. that um, they also are highlighting Velvetex Beauty College, mm-hmm. and that yes. college has been around since 1929. And yes, I've had my hair done there, okay, mm-hmm. on several <laughs> occasions. I don't know about you, Derek. Have you had your hair done at Velvetex? <laughs> You you can't claim that one. I can't claim that one. Uh, that's okay, but the but the college is still there today, and I did not know that. But now yeah. that I do, which is right in the Dunbar district, I mean that is just amazing. It yeah, is. that they've been there this long, and they definitely need to be honored for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had my hair done there too. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you? I have. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, from little was, little. Yeah, yeah. But I would come back home and travel. You know, from Europe, I would travel here you know quite often and then I would just you know look for places to get right. my hair done and so um, look for places to have your that, hair done for cheap for, for <laughs> cheap you know what I mean and Why get a not? good job yeah and they're they're yeah they're great you know especially with that pressing comb uh, right hello, right hello. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah that's that's definitely a, a no. girly thing but that's okay we we love us some velvet text college and when I read that uh, that they have been around since 1929 I was just mm-hmm. really excited to, to hear about that for sure so yeah. for them to be thriving today we want to say hats off to them and kudos and again the exhibit is here until 
August the 1st. Okay, that's right. And um, I think the Mosaic is opened from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. each and every day. Mm-hmm. So get back by there and have that experience. Again, um, uh, Wesley, as we as we have been talking about the um, uh, uh, Tulsa uh, massacre and the 100-year um, the commemoration, Uh, Just going back to that just real briefly here, I just found that it was quite interesting with President Biden, uh, you know, having this proclamation, being the first president there. And, you know, with all of, um, you know, the racial racial things that are going on and, and have continued on in this country, it I said this to you earlier, it seems like um, there's some amending trying to happen, mm-hmm. but it's like, if and, maybe so what and? Yeah. I'm, I'm not really sure. We, we've got a lot of, um, you know, businesses that are, you know, giving to entrepreneurial um, uh, grants and, and um, um Yeah, making those fac- financial mm-hmm. with Bank of America, yeah, yeah. Chase, Manhattan. We, we got a story that we're gonna put up later UPS. today. Uh, PayPal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they these they're making these commitments uh, in the corporate world, but but more has to be done. Uh, uh, I think there's a as we talked about there's a, a conversation going on in Congress. There was a bill filed by Representative Sheila Jackson out of Texas this past week uh, to do a study mm-hmm. on yeah. on reparations and that conversation, mm-hmm. uh, and then to recommend make recommendations as to what was moved to how we move forward with that. What will that look like? Uh, this country, as, as you guys know, has been reluctant to have that conversation. Uh, uh, but as we know, with the Tulsa massacre, the Lane massacre, uh, and, and what, uh, and I know with Derek, with AMDPA, and what you guys are doing, that uh, we've had uh, centuries and and decades of stolen black wealth and yeah. and stolen opportunity. Uh, so these conversations are are begin uh, in Arkansas. They've been slow. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, followed the legislative session, uh, they refused to study the Lane massacre and make rep- recommendations on how to move forward, even making acknowledging that it happened. Absolutely. Uh, so those conversations are have been reluctant in Arkansas, uh, uh, but but we see uh, on the other side they're trying to. Uh, change the voting laws to, right. to make it more difficult for us to vote. So uh, those conversations are being had, but a lot of times if they go through the legislative, uh, that process is very slow. Right, and, yeah. I, and I know, Derek, that you've been involved in, in the federal legislators as well, correct? Yeah, so part, part of my work with uh, AMDPA and, and the National Medical Association is, is self-policy. Um, just to Mr. Wesley's conversation about uh, you know the corporate spending, but then the legislative sort of resistance. And I think anytime there's progress mm-hmm. uh, forward, you're gonna mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna find some resistance. But I think we as black people have to con- continue to press those conversations to happen. I think they have to um, happen amongst ourselves mm-hmm. uh, so that we don't so that mm-hmm. we don't perpetuate uh, that victimhood mm-hmm. um, and make sure. And I, I, the beautiful thing about Tulsa, and I, I had an opportunity to visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Black Wall Street several years ago and was just amazed by the ingenuity of the com- community. Um, and part of the slavery process, as we know this, was to separate families and separate, um, you know, separate communities. And 
and and that's really the uh, bigger story. Uh, another, I not say a bigger story, but a, a hidden story really is to to break up the the community uh, mm-hmm. unity. And uh, uh, as we fast forward this today, in states like Arkansas, still the South, um, that that is something that we got to continue to press and, and figure mm-hmm. out ways uh, you, to to unite instead of divide yes. uh, amongst ourselves. And so when we go in, we go in front of legislators and other uh, people of influence, uh, we have a unison story to tell. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Yeah, the legislative process is sometimes like molasses. You know, it uh, yeah, it's yeah, sometimes a bill has to it may fail four or five times before it passed. Case in point, uh, the bill to to basically put guns in Arkansas everywhere. It was introduced first uh, in around 2002, mm-hmm. but the bill didn't pass until the 2016 legislative session. So that process is just to keep continuing pressing. And you may have to pass a, a, a bill. And what I've seen in the last legislative session, I think uh, sometimes lawmakers, black lawmakers, were reluctant to even introduce a bill because they thought it would fail. But mm-hmm. but that the failure sometimes is part of the process. Yeah. Right. And and many of our our, our large scope type bills are slow process bills. Mm-hmm. And again, that 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 persistence and consistency of going back and forth, and it allows the bill to go through its maturity as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think the other story too, though, is particularly the black community. It is so important to vote. I mean, yes, it is. We, we have to pay attention right now. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, across the nation with, with voter, with voter uh, uh, suppression. Uh, we got to pay attention to that or, or we're, we're going to face, uh, be facing some particular where uh, we don't have the power structure that we, we need to have. So we really have to pay attention to that. Yeah, I was uh, up at the state capitol during, the, during this past session and saw several, I mean, there were 16 bills. Uh, Derek pointed to the voter suppression bill, 16 bills, uh, 11 of them passed. And are now law. Uh, there, some of them are going to have to go up into the court system. Uh, I think they're the ACLU, and some other groups have filed lawsuits to to. Uh, so they'll be tested by the court system before they actually uh, can be implemented. But our next election is in 2022, uh, so some of those changes could be, and we're not even aware of them. Uh, yeah. I, I hate you on my ID. I, I, I said uh, uh, when they passed that law, uh, I it, 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 I was I was very upset because my mom, uh, back in Hempstead County, Arkansas, had to pay a poll tax only forty years ago, uh, in the eighties in in in, yeah, in, in Arkansas. Yeah, so, wow. so uh, uh, like Derek said, these are we have to be aware of these issues because they're going to impact up. They're going to make it harder for you to, to, to do mail-in voting or, or it's going to make you, uh, you know, we like to vote uh, that last week before a lot of, lot of black people, yeah. they, they're going to make it more difficult on, on in early voting. Wow. So, well, uh, I, and I will say this, um, guys, I, I, there was a gentleman yesterday out trying to get a petition signed um, to get in, to get a bill passed, to have um, uh, different uh, outside of Republican and the Democrat branches, mm-hmm. uh, libertarians, I think, um, uh, to be a- acknowledged. So you don't have to register as a Democrat or mm-hmm. or Republican. And I thought that interesting. And and is that is that something we should also be looking at closer? Because when we when we talk about awareness, awareness is one thing, but having the power is certainly another. Well, well, the the hurdle 
to actually we're we're what's called a two party system in the mm-hmm. state of right. Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the hurdle to become uh, uh, the, uh, to to surpass that the libertarians are going to have to get over over six hundred thousand signatures. Okay, that's a daunting task for the libertarians because uh, we only have three million people in the state of Arkansas, mm-hmm. and and some of them are, don't participate in the electoral process. So for the, the the for the libertarians to get actually to be acknowledged as a third party, they're going to get six hundred thousand signatures. Then they have to get it on the ballot to be voted for. So they face a daunting task. Uh, so but, so really in Arkansas, the participer, uh, to, to participate in the electoral process, okay. it, you generally have to do it through those two major parties, the Republican and Democratic Party, or you can be an independent yes. and, and then, but Arkansas, in our primary process, you have to either vote Democratic, Democratic. or uh, or a Republican. And that's so, what I'm talking about. Hmm. I mean, again, I'm going back to our interview earlier with Ms. Brown saying that, you know, n- nothing can be surmountable compared to what our answers have oh, to yeah, go through. Yeah. So 600,000 like, like, votes, like we, Derek need said. To, we need to get out there <laughs> yeah, and make the yeah. IT happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that, that process is, is, is... Yeah, I know, you're right. Absolutely. But it, and, it, and it's unfortunate. Derek, do you have something to say? No, I was just, I was just trying to, you know, it, it, it is a daunting process. Um, but I, I would, I'm, I'm agreeing with the commentary is, you know, it, it has to start somewhere. If, yeah, if, you do. If, mm-hmm. if you want change, change is not going to be, mm-hmm. uh, always easy. And something there's going to be a resistance to change, mm-hmm. but change, yeah, but there's some things that we, we we're going to have to be very, uh, stubborn on mm-hmm. uh, as we progress forward, yes. particularly, mm-hmm. particularly yes. as we talk about vote and yes. voting is not just about. Democrat, Republican, there are issues that. We yeah, you, yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah, there's some real issues, mm-hmm. and and we need. Can to you can you say that again? And I think mm-hmm. that's that's like a, a total missing link. A lot of times we look at just, and especially you know just common everyday average citizens like myself. You just look at democrat republican we don't look at what are the issues what's going how are they going to how are they going to handle the issues that we're in that we're encountering especially as a culture and especially as a group how does that identify with me what what is what is your answer to that those questions that we have as far as progression and but we just look at okay this person's a democrat this person's a republican i'm going on this side of the fence and i think osiris addressed that too yeah and, when and, he was here yeah in, in arkansas mm-hmm. uh, you know the democrat uh, have, have mainly been in in power for, um, but until the last three legislative sessions, uh, 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 Mike Beebe was the last Democratic governor, and then after he left office, when uh, Governor Hutchinson came came in, that brought in uh, a Republican majority. Now the Republicans have what's called a supermajority. They don't need Democrats to pass a bill. There you go. Uh, so so, uh, but but here's the thing about Arkansas laws. The, the power structure hasn't changed. Right. The same power structure that has been in place to, to hold us back is still the same. Yeah. It was the, it, it, it has been the same throughout the history of Arkansas. Yes. What was called a yellow belly, uh, a yellow, what do you call it, the yellow something Democrat? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's a... Cons- blue, 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 uh, yeah, blue dog. Yeah, yeah, blue dog. That's it. The blue dog, a Democrat... Is just a, a, a it's basically a today's conservative Republican. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that was the the part of the Democratic Party that that brought in a lot of lot of the laws that that hurt us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. when uh, mm-hmm. so that in the South, the Democrats of uh, until basically Lyndon B. Johnson, the Democrats were the one that was voting against our interests, and then it switched over to the Republican Party. And the switch with the Republican Party, and this is this is something we in, in circles I'm in, we, we we're debating this. That was not by accident. No, no, it wasn't. About it was a plan. It, it, it was, it was, it was design thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's again, when we're um, sitting on the sidelines, when we're not paying attention, these th- these are the types of things we're having. And again, I'm not pushing anybody Republican or Democrat. Me, me neither. But no. I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. just saying that uh, the Republicans, this was this was by design, right? Um, right. And and chipped away. Mm-hmm. Uh, at uh, at the at the majority to, until they got it, and so uh, I, I think again as we as we bring it back to black communities, mm-hmm. um, you know, not just your legislators, yes, but your city council, your, yeah, it starts uh, local sheriff. Politics you know, is local. Yeah, yeah, politics is local. Those things that uh, those offices, you know, justice of peace, you know, all these things that sort of local. We got to pay attention to those city, things, you know, uh, no, not just uh, you know the school board, and uh, we're seeing how that affects uh, oh, impacts absolutely. us. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no I, power. So, yeah. So one of the things that uh, AMD AMDPA did, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm gonna call. I, I think it was back in the, the late '80s. It could have been a little bit before, but one of the things that we lobbied for, working with the Arkansas uh, uh, Black Legislative Caucus was to ensure that uh, black providers were on these various health boards, mm-hmm. uh, which is a major, major. Now, when uh, Governor Hutchins came in, there, there, was, there was some back and forth on those recommendations. But AMDPA, every, every, health ma- every major health board. Yeah, the appointments, the yeah. The government makes yeah. those appointments twice a month. To, to, there's, a, there's over, over 60 different types of board and in the state government that he makes appointments to. And I know uh, many of your members on the ADM uh, are, have been, uh, uh, we look at the me- uh, Medical Marijuana uh, Commission, uh, one of your board members, uh, uh, and we've talked about this in the past, it heads over there uh, and talk about that and, and, and your, your, your board's influence on, on some of those and, and just your historical influence. You've been here uh, you've done things quietly, and I know you're now the executive director, and you you're going to come in and and, and kind of the up, step up the profile of what you guys are doing. And tell us about about that, what you're doing, uh, and direction that you're going with AMDPA. Well, uh, again, for a 128 year old organization that has been in the forefront statewide uh, with uh, African American physicians, dentists, and, and pharmacists. Um, not only taking care of patients that other folks would see that may be on Medicaid or, or for free. Uh, in many cases, uh, the disenfranchised and unserved AMDPA has been in that AMDPA members have been in that forefront. Um, I, so you have delivery of care and access is what we address, which would be what umbrella those those health equity issues. Mm-hmm. But you also have the, the public health policy issues um, that that AMDPA has been in has been uh, 
a, a staple in making sure that there's a voice for those that don't have it. Right. Many of your members, uh, you, you, you represent the dental, the, the medical community, the doctors, and then you were at the pharmaceutical, which is the, the, the drug delivery system. Uh, and you mentioned that access to care. You, before there was Affordable Care Act in Arkansas, you guys, your doctors, your, your dentist people were giving black people access to that care, sometimes free, mm-hmm. at their own expense, and, and, and mm-hmm. being able, uh, because me, as, as you know, uh, that, that issue is still important in our community, having insurance and having access to proper medical care. Yes. Right. Well, to disclose, my father's <laughs> Go ahead, <laughs> physician in town, but he's from uh, Hughes, Arkansas. We share this story a lot. He's from oh, Hughes, wow. Arkansas. Uh, in the Delta. Dr. Derek, uh, Dr. Uh, go ahead and give your doctor. Yeah, he's well known. Yeah, yes, he, he is. is. But we give this story. Uh, my grandmother was a midwife mm-hmm. and how he got in medicine. She delivered babies uh, in that Delta area. Uh, uh, I'm talking about Hughes, Forest City, West mm-hmm. Marriott. And then some of the little places that ain't ain't, ain't even ain't got anyone on the map, wow. <laughs> the dirt wow. road places. Yeah. Yeah. But my, my point wonderful. is they couldn't go to, you know, these these these. When we talk about maternal health, these women couldn't go to, uh, to you know, mainstream facilities, and mm-hmm. she was that 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 stopped. And, mm-hmm. and I think that mm-hmm. uh, was was passed along to my dad. And wow, folks, that's a, that's you know, a great Lonzo, story. Dr. Dr. Alonzo Williams. Some of these folks that came from that area understood mm-hmm. that if we don't do this for our community, no one will. And I think that is that is at the, the heart of AMDPA's membership is that we, you know, uh, we're going to take care of black folks, but mm-hmm. anybody that needs yes. care, um, uh, creed, color, race to ethnicity we're, they're going to take care of those patients and you're right before there was a affordable care act mm-hmm. uh, many many of our providers if not all our providers, they were doing what needed to be done they, they really took their oath seriously and uh, i think that continues to them yes uh, mm-hmm. uh, i know you and, and you you're in this collaborative partnership with the dunbar historic neighborhood association uh, deidre is here mm-hmm. uh, uh kind of kind of share with us you and deidre talk talk to us about uh, that partnership, this historical marker, and your upcoming uh, a, a cup, upcoming event, which will be held. Uh, I don't know if y'all playing this or not, but it's <laughs> during the June uh, Juneteenth uh, weekend kind of. Yeah, so, so tell us about that. And honoring the, the the doctor that started the AMDPA. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So so, so you, you, who, you yeah you go ahead, Deja. You have to start us <laughs> out. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, as you as you spoke about, we are having the marker dedication ceremony on the seventeenth of June um, at the Thornton uh, at John G. Thornton's uh, former home. Um, this is very, very, very important to us. We're putting a lot of time into this. Um, and I, I'm sorry, Angel, the, the the lady that lives in the house now, what is her? Dorothy name? Brown. Dorothy Brown. Dorothy Brown has been particularly gracious in, in accommodating us to make sure that everything turns out wonderfully. It is also a fundraiser 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we will also be I've been giving out scholarships there. Is that is that correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we will. So it, it's it's we're really excited about it. Um, and we have received uh, quite a bit of help from the organization for the A uh, M D P A. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're <laughs> I'm bad with acronyms. I'm sorry. <laughs> and this one, age we discussed this acronym. Then right? we were like, okay, it took me never... about a year yeah. to get it. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm horrible with that. We understand. <laughs> But yeah, it's going to be a, a nice event, um, inviting um, some of our, our very special uh, donors and, and um, important members uh, from different organizations to come out and support us. Um, there's going to be some nice uh, food there. There's going to be live music. Um, you know, it's going to be a very nice event. And, and a, we beautiful hope we, a, a beautiful ceremony. A um, beautiful ceremony. So tell us about uh, Dr. Uh, Thornton. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dr. Thornton was actually uh, apparently a visionary uh, right there. And I think, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, think with him, I think it, it, it speaks to everything that Derek is saying, what the organization still mm-hmm. represents today, yeah. uh, making a way out of no way, creating something when you didn't have anything uh-huh. to have that inclusion amongst a group. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right, Wesley, uh, our doctors doing, you know, the, when this organization began 128 years ago was giving free services to a lot yes. of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were. Right. Because they cared enough about the community mm-hmm. and um, uh, speaking to what Derek is saying. AMDPA is doing still doing that mm-hmm. and and caring about the community is the reason that they're partnering with us to acknowledge the 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 um, the co-founder Dr. Um, G Thornton mm-hmm. um, uh, of that foundation and the Let's, Dunbar community was important to uh, I, it, for, for me as a journalist it's important to look at mm-hmm. the synergies from AMDPA and uh, with the Dunbar historical uh, many of the pillars of the Dunbar community are the same people that were in uh, the yeah. uh, uh, associated with AMDPA. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, and, and you think about that era, um, again, coming out of the uh, Reconstruction period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, this, this newfound, newfound freedom that black folks had, but still did not have the equal rights um, that obviously the counterparts had and there was this pride mm-hmm. uh in these these black physicians and dentists and, and pharmacists and mm-hmm. many times they were the same mm-hmm. uh, back yeah. then you, you really wasn't a separation of uh, they did that it was all in one <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, but uh the uh, the uniqueness about amdpa amdpa is actually under the umbrella of the national medical these three national right the three mm-hmm. national, national trade mm-hmm. groups yeah and uh, but AMDPA actually started two years before the wow. before mm-hmm. the National Medical Association. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Um, and so not only um, was it profound, but it also became something similar from a national standpoint. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so they they took you, mm-hmm. your your blueprint. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> it's only one other state, which is, which is Georgia, that that had a similar history to AMDPA. A lot of them came later. State. And, and I think you're absolutely right as far as the, the um, you know the, the 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 time of freedom and 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 the pride and you know the Ninth Street district was our you know our yeah, Black was. Wall Street yeah and and so um, Dr. Thornton and everyone um, lived in the Dunbar community mm-hmm. and were a close-knit family even right and and sharing the same experiences and then 
you know, orchestrating associations like a- AMDPA to bring, you know, themselves as a group and as a community still all together. And I think we can, something that you said, um, um, Derek, is that not being separate, mm-hmm. that we're all one, that we're all yeah, there's together. So, there's so many. And I yeah. think that's a great model that we should So many synergies. And I, can, mm-hmm. I want to ask uh, Deidre, mm-hmm. uh, uh, those, how will this propel uh, the Dunbar Historical uh, uh, Neighborhood Association and the work that you're doing? Okay. Um, well, I think it, it really will bring awareness to um, what we're trying to do within the Dunbar community. Um, Angel uh, has put a lot of time um, and and concentrated effort into bringing awareness, and I think uh, her coming up with this idea is just amazing. Um, I just really think it just brings awareness, mm. and it, it and it needs to. Uh, I think that. Dunbar is so full of history. It is rich with history, um, amazing things. And before I joined this organization, I, I I just had no idea how many great people have come out of Dunbar. Um, and I, I'm just so proud to be a part of it. But really, it's about uh, it's it is about bringing awareness. You know. Uh, bringing a visual aspect to what we're doing um, and the greatness of this neighborhood. I also want to add that um, Thornton also started a hospital. It didn't last long, you mm-hmm. know, um, but he did start a hospital for blacks um, because we were not getting the, the same treatment as the Bush whites. Bush Memorial Hospital. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So After John E. Bush. Oh, wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's... It's tied a, to the so Mosaic Templars. Yes. yes. So they started yeah. it in 1917 mm-hmm. and John Bush passed away in 1915. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So I think that's... So, and that's the synergies that Derek talking about. Yeah. Everything is... is you know, uh, Many of the things that we've done because we were... Uh, a community uh, coming out of that post-slavery uh, era, we had to do things for ourselves. We yeah. had to be uh, creative. We had to uh, uh, do things sometimes on the fly, yeah. Yeah. and and to uh, to benefit our, our our and it is in, it is incumbent upon us to remember those things. I want to honor definitely, yeah, and honor mm-hmm. those things. I want to uh, ask a few more questions of, of Derek and Derek. Thank you for I know you're traveling, and mm-hmm. thank you for calling in and and. And, and speaking with us, we talked earlier this week, and uh, uh, but uh, on AMDPA, how many members do you, you currently have? And and uh, you and I talked earlier this week about some of the things uh, that you, 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 as executive director, you look to do in some capacity building with your organization, and in, in uh, you know to to boldly go where you haven't gone before in the past uh, so tell us about about that yeah so so uh, on the books it probably says uh 250 300 members but 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 this is one thing about black folks uh if 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 you're a black provider many of our providers think mm-hmm. they about being black they're part of our yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah yeah automatic <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in a fraternity I, I, I know i know i know how that goes but uh but uh but the the, the work ahead again has this has this been done for 128 years. I think my role is just is is not to get in the way of the work, but really mm-hmm. just to highlight the work. Mm-hmm. And uh, every opportunity there is to to give praise and to share mm-hmm. great work. share that sto- share those stories, yeah. those mm-hmm. important yeah, stories to do so. Um, and when I when I think about uh, AMDPA and I think about Arkansas as a as a as a, as a state and collective power. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, outside of probably agriculture, uh, 
uh, healthcare is that is that power structure. Yeah, it is. And, mm. and to organize, and I, I give credit to Sharice West over the Winthrop Rockefeller Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I uh, took care of our foundation, our family's foundation, she said, "Derek, you need to organize black doctors." Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's where, and you think about it, it is not only intellect that comes, the science and the clinical side, but oftentimes uh, these are the same individuals, like a like the like a Dr. John G. Thornton. Who were the finances of many of our projects? Yeah, who were, they had the wealth. Uh, yeah, who who would uh, encourage uh, and uh, uh, our political leaders mm-hmm. uh, throughout throughout. And so not only the the, the 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 medical side, but they also were uh, called upon the communities, and we know in our community. Yeah, they're the community leaders. The doctor and the pastor. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that's it. You know. Uh, uh, like Harold Benton is both, right? Yes, it's both. So serves both roles, and a lot of people don't know that. But, yeah. um, and how he is, um, uh, my dad trained under him, and how he's been a staple member. Uh, you look at folks like uh, uh, Dr. Joe Hargrove, who we mm-hmm. call the Godfather in, in on our side, who mm. basically Kudos to uh, helped so many young physicians. Yeah. My, 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 I'm almost since you're giving plugs, I'm gonna give a plug for my my doctor at my church, uh, Dr. Gary Nunn. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. I call him. I call him Doctor Smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 get on that golf course. He, he yeah. That, so uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I really appreciate uh, uh, you know those contributions to our community. And as you Absolutely. said, sometimes we like to highlight our differences, but we the one thing the folks gonna always remember uh, to remind us of is our blackness, and that's uh-huh. the thing that ties us together. And we can always find areas mm-hmm. of of collaboration. And partnership. Uh, I don't care if you. Uh, I tell folks, I'm I, I, as a journalist. I've always been independent. Mm-hmm. So I um uh, uh uh I where wherever I need to meet it. Then then that's that's the place to start. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Think about Tulsa, and I think there's a there's a there is some correlation. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Think oh, yeah. about Tulsa, and again, their ingenuity, their creativity. Um, and how that system was built, they depended on one another. Those businesses yes. interacted, mm-hmm. depended on one another. Mm-hmm. And, and I can tell you, um, my dad's primary care, but you know, you got these specialists, and he's the feeder to them. Yes, yeah. they, mm-hmm. they depend on the referral system. That you know, they, they've had to help. Uh, you know, when things came down the pipeline in terms of uh, privileges and hospitals, you know, it was them banding together. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, Mm. Um, just that, that that would be to me the, the 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 correlation is how those businesses depended on each other mm-hmm. you had mm-hmm. a banking system you mm-hmm. had you know yeah, you that had, place was it called was, black it was wall amazing street amazing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. what they did 35 35 uh, square square city blocks uh, in in Tulsa I I lived there I, you know I started the Tulsa world and I know that area right. and and this discussion now is is a uh, you know, brings up some very poignant memories of, of my time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we've got a got a little bit of, of time left. I, yeah. I uh, I'm gonna give give it back over to uh, uh, Angel. But uh, really, we the Black Consumer News we're starting uh, uh, on this Saturday. We will be writing about AMDPA and what you guys are doing. Wow. Uh, this this show, radio show will be on our podcast. Yes, uh, and we will also this will kick off a Black Health series 
that we are beginning to highlight many of the issues that Derek has talked about, uh, uh, what AMDPA is doing. There's other issues in our community that we talked about, Affordable Care Act. Uh, we know with COVID uh, going on, that has been a big issue in our community. Uh, so we'll be doing stories. We'll be talk we're doing stories on the organ donation system, which is is experiencing some some changes because of systematic racism. Yeah. Uh, so the, these are the stories uh, our reporters and Black Consumer News will be doing uh, through the end of this year. So uh, stay tuned to to that, and uh, we'll be kicking off this series uh, on on tomorrow. And uh, go to our site and look for those stories, and then look for for this conversation and other things that we're doing uh, involving our community. Wesley, because I'm going to get in trouble if I don't do this. Go ahead, on. Uh. Let me shout out to Dr. Lanita White, who is the uh, president of our board, and she is uh, has came in and been uh, a catalyst for for the growth that we've had the last three years. And I'd be remiss not to share, share that. She is a rock star. She's a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. She is a rock star. Um, and uh, you will see her name not only statewide, but you'll begin to see her name more so nationally. So we have a jewel in the state. I, I'd be remiss not to say that. All right. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> uh, Derek, I have a question for you. Sure. What, what fraternity are you in? You, you, you see, I was trying to get out of it. He was trying to get out of it. I, I'm, I am, I'm an Omega. Uh, okay, I, I fam. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to, trying to stay. Trying to keep, trying to hold Westfield it together. Affili- <laughs> I don't know what Westfield affiliation is, and we've been doing real good. <laughs> Everything's been just fine, right? Okay. Come back on the show. Okay. <laughs> Well, Derek, we certainly appreciate you and Lanita White. Uh, We appreciate AMDPA. We are so looking forward uh, to this collaboration and this historical marker ceremony. I want to. I want to just say it's on June seventeenth. It's on the June seventeenth, and this is our first marker dedication. And I can't Mm -hmm. say how thrilled we are and how honored we are to be able to do this first one with AMDPA. And Mm -hmm. when you talk about community, definitely AMDPA is all about community. they didn't bat an eye, blink an uh, uh, bat a lash, or blink an eye when when we approached them with this yeah. idea. So thank you again, and we're looking forward to it, and we appreciate you with lots of love. All right, thank you, Pat. Talk to you guys soon. Okay, right. bye bye. All right, yeah, great that's show. A wrap. That's the wrap. Yeah, I want to thank everyone for tuning everybody. in to Black Consumer News <laughs> and being here with us from 11 until 12 p.m. Make sure you go and like um, the Black Consumer News Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter as well, and make Black Consumer News your daily read. We also have the Monday Morning Brew. Isn't that right, Wes? Have some coffee. <laughs> have some coffee, <laughs> and 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 go and experience all these great stories that we've been talking about today if you weren't able to keep up guess what you can go read about them on blackconsumernews.com we'll be back here next next friday from 11 a.m into 12 noon right here on kabf 88.3 the voice of the people